This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to a special New Year's episode of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host, Mike Martinez, to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. Nearly Happy New Year, Mike. And a very, very <laughs> nearly Happy New Year to you too, we're, buddy. We're recording this on the afternoon of New Year's Eve, but when you folks, when it hits your ears, uh, it'll be a little bit after New Year's. So uh, Happy New Year to everybody out there. But uh, Mike, what's up, man? How's the holidays? The holidays have been great. It's, it's, it's a wonderful time of year to kind of equal parts recharge your batteries from the first few months of school, reconnect with friends with family kind of reconnect with yourself <laughs> a little bit yeah I, I know most people are getting their their sunday best on and getting ready to ring in the new year this is what we do man we yeah. we, we put on our, our sunday afternoon best our <laughs> our sweats and our hoodies and and we ring in the new year podcast style my, how about you how were the holidays it was it was good my my parents are split but we do like christmas together mm-hmm. you know on christmas day but my wife's family, not so much. They kind of do their own thing, which is cool because, you know, we all, they all have their new families forming and everything else. So between my wife's family and my family twice or three times, we had like six Christmases. So it's, Outstanding. it's been a little bit of a sprint. But um, it's not like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it's well, there was that Vince Vaughn movie, right? Four Christmases. This, That's this, literally my life. In this December. is the sequel. It sounds like it's literally my life in <laughs> December. Everything was good. You know, the baby got everything she wanted from Santa and, you know, it's she's two now. So it's like she understands what's going on and she just has fun. So it's it's cool seeing her be excited about Christmas and if everything was really, really good. And how so. about some some New Year's resolutions? For you? Um, Well, I started yesterday because it was about 1130 and my wife came in and the baby was finally asleep. She had kind of a late night last night and she walks in and I'm, I'm writing lesson plans. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to do this tomorrow or the next day. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, just trying to, trying to get a, ahead of my planning a little bit and, you know, be prepared and do what's best for my students, sure. you know, and just really put into the, put in the intellectual prep to that. So love it. Love it. That's exciting. Yeah, what about you? Um, Kind of the same thing as every year. I'm I'm trying to do away with the new year, new me yeah. thing, but kind of to break that down to just making sure that every day is better than the day before it. I feel that's a much more manageable way yeah. of doing it. You know, just trying to put my best self forward on a daily basis. I actually want to keep track of that this year and like <laughs> keep yourself accountable. Yeah, either like check mark yeah. or or highlight. You know, days that were quote unquote good days versus not so good days. You could look back at the end of the year next year and say, oh, 2019 was a pretty decent year. If if you need an accountability buddy, I'm 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 here for you. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, of of out with the old and then with the new, we are coming to you on this special New Year's Eve edition uh, with the specialist, if that's a word, special specialist, specialist of, of of guests Hyphen. to find out what's <laughs> new with OpenPhysEd.org and what better person to bring that news to us than the executive director himself, the the man, the myth. The soon-to-be legend, Aaron Hart. Aaron, happy New Year, buddy! Happy New Year, gentlemen. How are yeah, things? How are, how are your holidays? They were busy. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but good. You know, family's good, and 
Uh, my daughter made it through her first semester of college, and uh, she's going back for a second semester. <laughs> That's probably the most important part. <laughs> yeah, huge success. So yeah, I mean everything was good, and we're we're looking forward to a quiet New Year's Eve at home for sure. And you know, kind of like you said, recharge the batteries. So on January second, after a full day of football in Chile, uh, nice. we can get back at it. Will your blossoming magician be supplying the entertainment for you guys tonight for New Year's Eve? Or oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and for for Christmas, he he has now. I think three new Rubik's cubes. Oh, and so you know, Christmas wasn't that long ago, but he already knows the algorithms to solve all of them. No you know, because there's different size ones. There's ones that look like triangles, and there's like a six by six and a two by two, That's and nice. all these different things that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, and you know, so I'm like, I'm like, how did you learn how to do that, buddy? He's like, Daddy, it's just an algorithm. <laughs> it's math. Come on. Well. Yeah. Rest easy, Aaron. You're not alone. It's been 37 years. I still don't know how to figure out a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Good. I glad. saw a video I on Facebook the other day, and it was a kid. He had three Rubik's Cubes, and first he was blindfolded, and they you know, messed them all up. And then he was juggling them in the air until the yeah. whistle went off, and then he caught them and did them in like a minute. It was nuts. It's insane. These kids are just I... way too smart. That's what we call a show-off, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fancy pants. So I think the Rubik's Cube is a, a perfect segue. Speaking of things that a lot of people don't understand, if it's okay with you, Aaron, let, let's talk about open a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's a, a topic you enjoy speaking of every once in a <laughs> while. Is. I guess the, the best place to start would be close to the beginning. Uh, we're, if, I'm, if my math is correct, about three years-ish into the open project. Uh, can you talk a little bit about where you thought this project would be at this time when you started compared to where it actually is now? Yeah, so it's it's evolved quite a bit. Uh, so we launched in 2015. So we had a partial year's worth of data in 2015. And then so 2018 is is really the third full year of data that we've that we've been able to um, really take a look at in terms of our growth and and teacher engagement. Man, where it is today compared to where we thought it would be back in March of 2015 is, it's hard to really talk about it. I mean, I, I don't think, me personally, I, I didn't have any idea we would have this this level of impact. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy. Absolutely. But, but you know, I, I think that the, the reality of, of what we're doing is we've stayed true to our mission, which is to bring equity of access to as many teachers as we possibly can. And every chance we've gotten, we work to accelerate that goal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, thanks to the support of, of us games and BSN sports, uh, we have been able to, to really throw gas on the fire when, when we found things that were helping us grow. And so now, you know, we're sitting at, um, 40 or I'm sorry, 51,000, registered members of open um yeah i didn't think we'd be anywhere near that uh back in march of 2015 i don't i can't tell you where i thought we'd be but it wasn't at 51,000. sure and i mean that's a huge 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 number to yeah. give, to give it some context for for folks that are listening uh the number that i i, I keep hearing floated around is that there's approximately 200,000 phys ed teachers across the country 
So we're talking that in yeah. in three years' time, a quarter of them are yeah. now open registered users, which means they yeah. have access to free activities, free assessments, free uh, vocab cards, everything that that open yeah. has to offer. So yeah. When when you think of it in that respect, that you know, twenty five percent of the country has access to this already. What does that mean to you personally, uh, for open, for the PE landscape, and for the future of all those things? Yeah, so it's it's humbling in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, it, it, if we take a look historically, and it's it's hard, right? Sometimes I feel like when we're comparing where we sit as an organization to past organizations. I kind of feel like we're talking about, you know, uh, Jordan Chicago Bulls versus, um, you know, the Golden State Warriors of today. <laughs> it's a different era. Absolutely. Yeah. 20 years ago, when you had organizations, you know, working on behalf of physical education teachers, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have all of these tools to connect people the way that we do today. Um, and so it's really kind of hard to, to, to compare apples to apples. But when I take a look at the sheer numbers of teachers that we influence on a regular basis, uh, it's it's as far as I know, it's the most uh, impact that any organization has been able to have on on physical educators um, providing resources. So uh, that to me is is humbling, and it it keeps me acutely aware of the quality of what we're trying to deliver. Sure, and I think that it's made me you know, even more kind of focused on making sure we keep the quality high. And, you know, in, instead of just pumping out, you know, content that we know teachers will grab, mm -hmm. you know, let's pump out content that we believe will raise the bar for our profession. For sure. And to touch on that quality a little bit and the, the amount of work and time that goes into these resources, I, I'm guessing the fact that you are for those of you that can't see him, which is everyone but me and Miller, uh, you're sitting in a virtually pitch black room on New Year's Eve at 1230. Uh, like, obviously, you're you're beyond dedicated to this cause and to getting this information out there and providing as many resources as possible. But obviously, it'd be beyond impossible to do it by yourself. How have you been able to sustain this level of quality? but also keep meeting the demand of churning out new modules, which seems like on a monthly basis, if not even earlier than that, and keep expanding this, this for lack of a better term, machine without sacrificing quality over three years? Yeah, that's a great question. And sometimes I wonder, um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we've been, this school year, we've put out new resources every two weeks. Mm -hmm. So we, we actually accelerated the pace of a content release uh, a big part of that has been the open national trainers and their their willingness to donate their expertise, their content uh, to the machine and to to what we're building. Rich Wiles has stepped up as uh, in a volunteer a volunteer role, and he kind of oversees the pipeline of content that comes into the amp lab. So out of all of the, the open national trainers and contributors that are, are providing content, all that content goes kind of through Rich's filters, and then it comes back to the AMP Lab for us to, uh, you know, work into a, a format that becomes publishable. Uh, so without, without all the folks behind the scenes, 
um, and all the people that we shout out on Twitter and that you see in the credits of each module, without all those people, it's completely impossible. And um, to be honest with you, we, we kind of have a backlog of content right now. So many people have stepped up to provide quality content that we can't publish it quick enough. Right. And so that's kind of like one of my 2019 resolutions is to, to find the roadblocks that are keeping that content from going live mm -hmm. and remove them so that we can, you know, I, I think, you know, two releases per month is pretty good. That's really um, good. <laughs> but how can we sustain that without driving everybody insane or burning people out? Because most, well, everybody pretty much in the pipeline are volunteers. And so we, we want to make sure that, you know, they feel appreciated and they don't feel like, you know, we're, we're asking too much. One thing that as a very, very proud open national trainer, uh, one piece of feedback that I've gotten a lot from folks, um, cause I, I always try to kind of push the feature that open is customizable. Yeah. You don't, you know, you're not on the hook for every single module, every single document. You can literally go in, take what you want, leave what you don't. Um, we had some folks from the New York city department of ed come in during our computer science for, for all week and saw our kids in PE doing Rich Wilds' coding uh, activity for, yeah. ma for Master of Life. Master of Life, yeah. And in, in, in trainings and in workshops, folks keep mentioning that the modules that come out are not just your, your typical, you know, throwing, catching, basketball, soccer, but we're getting into things like Paralympics. Uh, there's a new STEAM-related module that just came out. There's, there's you know, the, the Master of Life multicultural aspect. Is that something intentional that that Open's trying to do to reach outside the quote-unquote traditional PE box to show what can be done inside gymnasiums and, and activity spaces? Or has it just been kind of, for lack of a better term, dumb luck <laughs> that, that these awesome activities have, have, have fallen into your lap? Well, I mean, I, it, it's definitely intentional, right? From the very beginning, we knew we wanted to raise the bar for our profession through the content that we're providing. Mm -hmm. And... You know, from the from the start, we built in components that were all based on academic rigor principles that are found in other content areas, math, science, uh, language arts. Uh, but but the reality is, the content that we're receiving is from the physical education community, right. and these are the sorts of things that physical educators are teaching in their in their gyms, right, in their classrooms. So, you know, it's it's not necessarily us pumping out content that's intentionally elevating the profession, it's actually open as an organization, kind of empowering these teachers that are doing amazing things in their classrooms. And what what the content you see is actually a reflection of the very best of what's happening in physical education. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, it's completely intentional. But the reality is without great teachers teaching great things on a daily basis, none of this content goes out. I, I can't, I mean, there's not one guy on this planet that's going to think up great coding and STEM and all <laughs> these different ideas all by myself or herself or whatever, mm -hmm. right? That's the beautiful thing about our community. And I mean, we have, we have an, an amazing active health module that's coming out in 2019. We have an amazing uh, yoga uh, module that's going to be coming out. We have, you know, an, an, uh, an entire initiative centered around elevating physical education through basketball. We have all these just amazing uh, concepts that we're, I can't wait to get out there. And the reality is, 
we do it primarily through the help of a small group of paid uh, staff members, like <laughs> a very small uh, group, and then this enormous network of volunteers, you know, and, and so I'm extremely grateful uh, that we're able to, to provide the empowerment tools to let people, you know, tell the world what true physical education, what the best of physical education can look like. Now, you just dropped a little nugget about raising the, the bar through basketball, and I'm not going to let that yes. slide by totally. But just for a second, uh, you, you mentioned all the different pieces, different cogs that kind of come together to, to yeah. contribute this information. And as we were talking about before we started recording, I was fortunate to have an extended lunch slash dinner just last night with Nick Klein and Brandon Herwick during my holiday travels. And got to tell Brandon face-to-face how thankful I am for all his contributions on the dance modules. Because he, as the world knows, is a dancing machine. And I've struggled to teach that over the last few years. And he he mentioned what a joy it is to to be able to contribute things that he's passionate about. And you can tell that there's no expectation of anything in, in return except for, hey, a singular teacher might benefit from this. Which means students will benefit from it. So I want to do that. If you're at liberty to speak about this, how have you been able to find people like the Brandon Herwicks of the world, the Rich Wildes of the world, who have such a wealth of information and an equally burning desire to share that content with yeah. the, the, the phys ed world? Honestly, it's been pretty easy. <laughs> I, I'd like to say there's like this big recruitment or, or something like that, but you know, the physical education community and just by nature, you go into a profession like physical education, most people are giving, right? They're outward facing, they're, they're really living their lives to make the world a better place. And so what we provide really is just an empowerment tool, an outlet for their giving so that it's not just a small number of students, although those are the most important ones, right, that they're facing every day, but now they're impacting millions and millions of students. That that's a humbling number. So if we if we think about fifty one thousand members, that's over twenty six million students right. impacted by the resources that we provide. So it's impossible to put a number on like how many kids have done the Kinder Polka, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something else that you know the the dance team has has put out there for us. Yeah, I mean all all of the people that are involved in that. They, they understand, you know, we put out resources, it's instantly going to impact literally thousands of kids within 48 hours. For sure. So, and, you know, the, the article that I, I just published in the new, the new magazine, Physical Education Magazine, centers around, you know, this, this idea of, of gratitude versus empowerment, or entitlement, rather. Mm-hmm. You know, and gratitude versus entitlement is something that, we as an organization want to make sure we're focused on, but it starts with each member of our organization. And, uh, you know, when you read an article like that, it's, and I don't know, I'm just speaking for myself, I guess, and, and some people that I've talked to about it, you know, you feel like you're on both sides of the coin. So you're like, oh, wow, you know, I'm really grateful. And so the word, you know, this article is all about me because I'm grateful. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait a second, I'm entitled to this. I worked hard for this. <laughs> wait a second. You know, this- why is he calling me out for being entitled? And, you know, and so honestly, when I write articles like that, it's, it's really, um, an internal dialogue 
you know, that I'm sending a message to myself. Let's continue to focus on the gratitude and continue to fight and push down the entitlement. Uh, because there's nothing promised about tomorrow in the open universe, right. right? At any given time, you know, the the whole machine, for whatever reason, there, I mean, there's 100,000 100, reasons why it could, you know, start to turn sour. But as long as we focus on our core values and, and being grateful for the opportunities we're given, uh, there's no stopping the, you know, the amount of impact that we can have. And, and that goes back to being just a reflective person, you know, and... Yeah. And then that, that's part of being a good teacher is always reflecting on what you're doing and making sure you're making the right moves for the right reasons. And I, I yep. it's, I, re I read the article is really, really awesome. So, um, can we talk basketball? Absolutely. I, I, I promised I would not let this <laughs> slide I really, by. I really want to talk basketball. That was an exciting little yeah. hint. Uh, us games, customers across the country and phys ed teachers across the country, I'm sure saw the the catalog cover not too long ago. Open hoops, and with the, a little teeny tiny logo in the corner there, it says <laughs> "Open Hoops Nation." It what is that? What does that mean? Where did it come from? Yeah, so I'm I coach basketball. Um, it's one of my passions. I've coached basketball for 20 years, maybe more if we count like my my college and high school days. You know, coaching, and uh, it's I, I just. I love basketball myself. If we, if we take a look at, at basketball's influence on, on sport culture, it can't be denied, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's an enormous part of who we are as physical educators, as physical literacy specialists, as fans. Uh, and so the other kind of side of this that we started to look at when we look at our, our analytics, um, and this goes – back before my days at open and, and as a curriculum writer who who's published basketball stuff in the past the most popular content by far historically is basketball content sure that makes sense yeah and so when we're talking about okay how do we elevate the game through stem and how do we do it through innovative things well how about we go back to the basics and one of the most commonly taught subject areas in physical education across the board is basketball Let's let's elevate student physical literacy experiences through the game of basketball. And how do we elevate our teaching? If if millions and millions of teachers are out there teaching basketball on a daily basis, and coaches and youth coaches, if they're all all teaching basketball, let's take a look at the way we're doing it and improve that experience across the board, right? Because your students, my students. Uh, they're experiencing physical education for very a for a very short period of time, mm. but most of them are coming into contact with basketball outside of physical education and developing physical literacy through basketball by their youth coaches, by you know their junior high coaches, their JV coaches, and on up through the ladder. All of those people are involved in that that journey for students. So. The Open Basketball Nation, uh, start, it has already started with our uh, K through five basketball content. Uh, in 2019, we're going to expand that experience um, into the middle school. And we're also going to provide U13 youth coaching basketball content uh, throughout the year so that we can, again, elevate that physical literacy experience outside of physical education as nice. well. Because we need, we need to start partnering with these youth coaches and 
and junior high coaches so that, you know, all of the students that have those experiences are, are really developing their physical literacy and they understand how they're developing it. Yeah. We teach them how to, if we teach them how to learn these skills, they can apply it outside of basketball. Mm -hmm. And there's so many outside youth programs that teach and coach basketball. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, it's, it's completely unreal. And we are bringing in, um, some, some secret weapons into the game. Uh, so Kevin Atlas is a spokesperson for varsity brands and he's, uh, a former Division One basketball player for Manhattan College, mm-hmm. and uh, he's an amazing ambassador for uh, growth mindset and overcoming obstacles. I believe he's the only Division One scholarship athlete to play basketball uh, with only one hand. Wow! And uh, yeah, he's he's just an amazing example of just awesome humanity. And so we've been working with Kevin on how do we bring in the social emotional aspect of our sport physical education world? How do we bring that into the open basketball nation? And then we have, uh, you know, we have partners like Varsity Impact that are going to help us push this out to as many schools as we can uh, nationwide through professional development. So we will actually have a complete professional development arm dedicated to elevating physical education and youth sport through basketball. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. I can say from a teaching perspective, you know, selfishly in my own little bubble, one main struggle, I've had kind of a love-hate relationship with teaching basketball because I feel like most other things that we encounter in in our profession, it's a a case of the haves and the have-nots, right? The kids who play basketball Mm -hmm. outside of school who don't want to do silly little dribbling games and passing games because they play AAU on the weekends and the other 26 kids in the class who are still learning skills and fundamentals. I can't help but feeling like this kind of a partnership with the proven level of quality that open delivers is going to help to bridge that gap for me and make these experiences enjoyable, meaningful. And as with everything else that I've experienced through open, make sure that every single student and every single teacher is moving forward through the sport. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many life skills. There's so many uh, components of physical literacy that can be taught through basketball that are applicable across all physical activities. And and honestly, uh, we need to also meet teachers where they are. Not every teacher is ready to teach a coding lesson through the Open 8 Challenge, right? But Many, many, you know, thousands of teachers teach basketball on a regular basis. Sure. So let's give them the best possible basketball tools we can uh, so that they can experience all the different components of teaching that we provide and, you know, let them get their feet wet where they're comfortable. And to be totally selfish again, because that's what I'm I'm prone to do. uh, (laughs) Do we have some kind of a timeline as to when this might hit the... The open, the open airwaves, because I, I try to tie my basketball units into the March Madness time yeah, of year. that's what I'm going to do, too. Do we, do we have some kind yeah. of, a, of, of a first drop? Yeah, yeah. So the, the first round of activities will drop at the end of January. Oh, wow. And then we'll continue <laughs> to pump out uh, basketball content through the end of March. So, yeah, March Madness is awesome. is the time when a lot of folks t- tie everything together. And uh, so we're we're... And, and it's going to be an evolution like everything else. Uh, we're going to continue to push out basketball content, you know, over the next 16 months, to be honest with you. Right, right. I'm going to peel, peel back the curtain a little bit. 
Martinez is literally pumping his fist <laughs> in the air in excitement <laughs> that he gets some fresh basketball content starting the end of January. That timing works out perfectly for me. Yeah, you know, the concept of Open was created uh, while Nick Klein and I were in his house watching Syracuse basketball. Nice. And uh, so it's only natural that we go in this direction. Logical progression. Yeah. Serendipitous, if you will. Amazing. <laughs> Um, I, I believe I have one, I have one more, uh, maybe a couple more questions, but to kind of, my head's absolutely spinning right now. Thanks to the, the, uh, the tease of the release date (laughs) there, but, um, we, we've kind of talked about a lot of different things in terms of, uh, national trainers that, that comprise open and where open is compared to where, where you thought it would be. One thing that I've been very excited to see grow is the different branches, if you will, or different arms of open uh it's not just you know a tweet that comes every once in a while but there's a a youtube channel now that shows that shows activities in action there's a a new facebook page yeah, there it, is. it's on instagram <laughs> are, are are these things that were part of the initial this is what open is going to be or is this are, are we kind of growing or evolving evolving yeah. with the times yeah i mean it's it's growing and evolving with what teachers are saying is relevant to them mm-hmm and, you know, uh, in a way, yes, we could say that it was uh, part of the plan from the beginning because it's it's the reason why we don't publish any open content, you know, at, to be for sale because having it online, it's always evolving. We knew that this project was going to evolve. It was, wasn't a static thing. You know, we built into the budget that uh, you, we would continue to, to evolve and, and add new things. But how it's evolved, you know, a YouTube channel, you know, that was really... Uh, it came out of Ben Perillo's expertise in the YouTube area and him saying, hey, you know, I can help with this. And so him and Brian and the rest of the, the national trainers have all chipped in to, to make that YouTube channel come alive. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's really how everything evolves. Right. And and when these decisions or or I guess when the ideas come to us, we we run these decisions through our filter. Is this going to help teachers? Right. Yes, it will. So let's do it. You know, and, and that's how the entire the entire open ship kind of navigates through the waters. And obviously, every teacher should know or, or is aware that all students learn and process differently. All teachers yeah. do that as well. So I feel like the YouTube channel has been incredibly helpful to see a an activity that's written out and diagrammed and is pretty you know clear cut print and pretty I think self explanatory. But seeing it. In motion, yeah. and then you see not only like a teacher teaching it, but how it's played, and how to give the directions in a succinct yeah. manner. Um, you know, how you, you allude to Hollywood film producer Ben Perillo and, and his ability <laughs> to take you know little iPhone videos and turn them into cinematic magic. He does all that yeah. on his iPhone. It's glorious. It's yeah, insane. It's he does it all on his iPhone. But definitely yeah. a, a huge help for teachers, and in turn for students as well. Yeah. So. With this nonstop evolution and and see a need, fill a need kind of, of, of mentality, now that you've blown the 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 roof off of your expectations <laughs> in the first three years, where where's the 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 ship sailing for the next three years? What what are expectations for you? What can fifty one thousand plus and growing expect over the next few years? Like is there a finish line or a north star that we're driving to yeah so i mean 
there's no finish line, you know, and the, the goal is after 20 years of me doing this, there's going to be somebody else that, that carries the torch. And there's lots of people that I know are well qualified to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the North star I think is, is always, how do we help students prepare their bodies physically, mentally, and emotionally to become the best people they can possibly be? Right. That's the goal of physical education. Yep. And if we look at physical education as a profession, and I'm just going to be bluntly honest, and I've, I've been a part of this for uh, 20 plus years now, we failed. We've failed as a profession over the last 30 years. Sure. And sure. our report card is obesity rates. Our report card is suicide rates, um, bullying right? We, we claim that we build character through physical education and sport. We have a serious issue right now with students navigating the world emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be able to reflect on who we are as a profession and how can we, how can we move this forward so that teachers are prepared and equipped to help students uh, become the best people they can be. And uh, a part of that is being physically active on a regular basis. A part of that is, you know, things like mindfulness and meditation and understanding how to how to be aware of your own thoughts. A part of that is how do we impact, how do our behaviors impact the, the world around us? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those are all really important things as we push forward. And, and I believe we're, we're on that path to delivering content that can help teachers you know, help their students navigate. But, you know, 50,000 sounds like a great number, but as you pointed out, there's still 75% of the teachers out there that don't have, they don't access our content. Right. So, you know, we want to continue to push for equity of access. We want to continue to push until all 200,000 teachers um, are utilizing our resources or at least as close as possible uh, to that number. Uh, But in this year, we're also going to focus very, very purposefully on how do we elevate the status of physical education within the culture of the United States, within American culture? How do we take physical education from Mr. Woodcock and all the stereotypes that we don't like, and how do we mindfully change that perception? And, and a part of that's reflection, right? A part of that is challenging the status quo, which is core value number three, yep. because there's a reason why those stereotypes exist, right? And and so as I've experienced and kind of been through the debates, we can argue and point fingers at teachers who play dodgeball. We can argue at point fingers at teachers who, who, um, you know, play basketball for 12 weeks out of the year. But the reality is we need all of those teachers in order to really make this impact, you know, happen. And so arguing with them and telling them they're bad or that they're the problem is not going to be the solution, right? We're not going to, Full disclaimer here, we are not going to post dodgeball content on Open Phys Ed, but let's post content that all teachers will utilize and will help them elevate their teaching that's appropriate and and everyone feels that that it's it's within their teaching philosophy uh, to teach. Let's not post teachers and, and, and tell people they're bad. They're not bad. Right. You know, I mean, they're teachers for a reason. You know, they're teachers yeah. because they chose to do this. Let's Let's empower them to be the best teachers they can be. And I, I think you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier when you were talking about the 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 basketball module coming up and meeting teachers where they're at. 
uh, for teachers who are already kind of challenging themselves with, you know, outside the box type modules, maybe they're accessing open curriculum to now start pushing more character ed pieces on top of what they're already doing, while those who are not ready to dig deep into integrity, respect, uh, teamwork, leadership are now you know grasping high quality, rigorous activities. I think that's a great way to continue. And again, thinking of it as teaching a class, right? If you're pushing your superstar athlete, but you can't forget about the other 28 as well, it's making sure that the right. materials are applying to every single person in the wheel. Right, exactly. And, and you know, we talk about challenging the status quo a lot it, it, within, you know, the open universe. And I know that there are people in organizations on the outside that, again, are looking at it and say, well, why are they challenging us? Well, we're challenging ourselves as well, right? And, and you know, we've got to take a look and say, okay, are open materials accessible to all students? And at the very beginning, we thought that they were, but now as we look back, we say, you know what, we didn't do as good as we could. So, so you know, that's where, you know, Tracy Charlotte and, and the adapted physical education trainers are really helping push us forward in that regard. And, and we have to continually do that. Challenging the status quo is also challenging the status quo within our own organization. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know, that's, that's going to be an important part of our evolution over the next 20 years. If we're really going to improve the state of physical education, we have to do that on a constant basis. Now, one thing that you mentioned in a, in a previous answer, and shout out to my, my good, our good buddy, Kurt Stone, oh, yeah. who is phenomenal at mm -hmm. enjoying successes, but also being very realistic about where we're falling short. There are still 75% yeah. of teachers who are yeah. not open member uh, registered users yet if i don't know if you're at liberty to or if there's a plan in place for this yet uh if there's not just let us know and we'll cut this out afterwards our our, our producers <laughs> will will trim this producers also known but as. is there a plan or what is the plan to kind of continue getting the open message out there to those teachers who are not members yet to cities states counties districts where Folks still don't know what open is. Yeah, and and the the only good answer that we've been able to come up with is we need to go where they are. We need to send people in boots on the ground to interact with with these teachers face to face. You know, we can't rely on Twitter, Facebook. We can't rely on conferences, although, you know, our presence at conferences is important. Uh, supporting state organizations is critically important. You know, we've I don't want to say we've saturated that sort of market, but if you take a look and you say, look, we're just working within the general 80-20 rule, right. uh, the 20% of really outstanding teachers that are out there probably know about open and they're probably a part of that 50,000, right? Sure. And yeah. so sure. what we need to do now is we need to, to go in because there are other outstanding professionals that just don't realize how important it is to be a member of their state organization. They don't realize how, or they don't have the resources, or they're geographically situated so they can't make it to a conference. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why teachers don't engage with Twitter or with all these other things. And so the only way to really go out and do it is to, to send, you know, guys and girls like you out there to interface with them 
you know, on a on a one to fifty, one to sixty ratio. And and not only that, you're gonna you guys go out and you you show them the resources, but you also show them the energy and the love behind the resources. And that makes a huge difference. If somebody stumbles across open via Google, they may, you know, get in and really kind of say, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to use it all the time. But our power users, our super users are the ones who've interfaced with our trainers and understand that this is a teacher helping teacher movement. Yes. And, and so that's, that's the mission, right? We're, we're going we're gonna to send our trainers out in 500 trainings. That's, that's the number that we'll hit in 2019. And it's a big number, but we, we're building the machine, the logistics machine behind it. That's a, that's a part of Brian DeVore's, you know, charge. Make sure we can send out trainers to deliver those 500 trainings. So the short answer is can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that Brian has 500 trainings himself. Yes. Planned just for 2019. So he, He's going to take care of like 350 and then... The rest of us. I, I tried to say, you know, Brian, <laughs> I don't want your wife to hate my guts. <laughs> Gotta, we're going to have to send some other folks out. And the, the reality is he knows that. Um, it was by design that we wanted Brian to go out and, and really be in front of as many teachers as we could during this conference season. Mm -hmm. And now the conference season has passed, and, and it's time for him to get down to the logistical aspect of his work. And uh, and he's he's – doing an amazing job by the way you know the our open trainer conference 2019 is going to be completely different event than we've ever hosted before and uh brian's working behind the scenes right now to make sure that it's as effective as we can possibly make it and you know the social part of it will be pretty cool too that's <laughs> yeah. that's usually uh <laughs> that's usually goes without saying when all of us get together it's always a the the Interesting. the age old philosopher Bart Scott once said, <laughs> "Can't wait, can't wait." <laughs> yeah. So we've talked trainings, we've talked modules, we've talked uh, open hoops, open hoops. We've talked the the role <laughs> of trainers. We've talked about open as a logistical machine, users, numbers. Is there anything coming up uh, once the clock hit, hits midnight and twenty nineteen is upon us that is in? opens near horizon that we haven't touched on yet Aaron. maybe a little leak maybe a little juicy juicy nugget man oh there's there's really cool things happening none of which he can tell you <laughs> well, you know, like we're we're working right now with uh new york roadrunners um yes. in developing a high school fitness running module yes uh which is was very very cool stuff and the people from new york roadrunners are are just amazing people that are completely awesome. mission driven and, uh, you know, they, they're going to be good partners, you know, in the future. You know, our active schools partnership is going to continue to be uh, extremely important because, you know, I see active schools as, as being a true leader in our space and, and evolving as an organization. And Charlene's done an amazing job to make sure that they are evolving. And, uh, you know, as a part of Action for Healthy Kids, they're going to just explode, I think. Our state organization partnerships are just continuing, continuing to be stronger and stronger. I will say that what we're working towards, I think, in 2019 is are finding ways for members to become more engaged if they want to be. 
right? So it's it's okay for them to continue to just go on, download content, and utilize and be engaged in that way. But if they want to become more engaged, we're working on the mechanisms for helping them do that. And maybe a, a, a little sneak preview, if you're going to be in Tampa this year, there might be an open after party that open members should look out for, which could be completely off the hook. Jackpot. So <laughs> I, I just virtually heard thousands and thousands of ears perk up. And I, I, I can hear some Google Flights searches taking place as we speak. Yeah, so, you know, uh, Shape America does a great job of putting that conference on. So we're, we're looking forward to, um, you know, meeting with a lot of folks that are already members and uh, giving them an opportunity to hang out with the trainers and, and contributors and, and saying thank you to everybody that's part of the open, you know, network. Well, speaking of thank yous... I cannot thank you enough for, again, I, I'm willing to speak for as many people as will allow me to speak for them. Uh, thank you for, first of all, for your time today. I know today's yeah. kind of a busy time to be talking to these two bozos over here, but I, we, we appreciate that for sure. Thank you for the, the vision, the persistence, the passion, the energy to keep open moving forward at the speed, the rate, and the quality that you do. And most importantly, thank you for your friendship, bro. It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy two and a half to three years <laughs> since we met. My teaching is for sure better because of it, but my life in general is that much better because of interactions like this. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I mean, I tried to express it to the trainers over the holidays how much you all bring to my life, but this is uh, this is something special that. You know, I, I I certainly won't take for granted, and I hope nobody who's involved with this this movement takes for granted, because like we said before, we're not entitled to it. This is not promised. This is a gift, right? Absolutely. This is a gift yeah. that's been given to us by the universe, by BSN Sports, by U.S. Games, and by the thousands of teachers that have put tons of work into elevating the profession, so that folks like you and I are having this conversation, right? Because Without the last 75 years of professionalism and all the people that we look up to that may or may not have anything to do with Open today, all of those people led, led the way for us to, to, be, to be reflective and say, okay, how are we going to push it forward um, and become better physical educators as a result? So I'm just grateful, man. That's, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on and letting me tell the entire Open universe that I'm, I'm grateful for every single person that downloads one document. <laughs> And for every trainer that speaks one word, I'm, I'm grateful for the entire thing. Absolutely love it. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. New Year. Yeah. Go, go celebrate now. Yeah. 2019 is going to be off the chain. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, can't, I can't help but thinking there's going to be tons. Uh, I know me personally, I'm going to need to spend the entire rest of this year digesting this episode. Yeah. See what I did there? Nice. Rest of this year. Gotcha. <laughs> 11 hours. That's clever. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> <You got it. laughs> uh, I know something that was said during this conversation is going to interest at least one person who's listening to it. Uh, if you're one of those people and you have questions, comments, concerns about modules, about open after parties, about things coming down the pipeline, partnerships, uh, how to talk to Aaron about anything from hoops to hot sauce. Uh, if you want to reach 
Mr. Miller or myself. There's tons and tons of ways to get in touch with us. Uh, I know Miller teased a, a grab bag episode yeah. of listener and user yes. co- uh, comments and content that is coming up soon. If you want to add to that to that upcoming episode, feel free to email the show. You can do that at openforumpod at gmail.com. You can always tweet the show directly at openphized. You can reach Mr. Miller or myself directly on Twitter. I'm at phizedfreak. And I'm at coachmillerpe. Uh, as Mike mentioned at the beginning of the episode, happy, happy new year yes. to everyone. Happy 2019. Happy rest of your school year. Uh, we can't wait to come back in 2019 and keep this ball rolling and keep interacting with you folks and make this show a truly open forum. Until next year, stay active, everyone. This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.